I'm excited. Welcome back to another episode of Important Miscellaneous Talks. I am very hungry, and my name is Glassford Crossfield, and we are changing the world one podcast at a time. Please, I love you guys. Introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Jada. Um, on Instagram, I go by Jada Moore. Um, I have a YouTube channel and a TikTok and an Instagram, and I'm just an influencer. Um, what, what made you get into the influencer space? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, I was like 17 and I was dealing with just, mm, well, I was really socially awkward. <laughs> and I thought that I could express myself more on social media. So I started doing that and I could be like my corny self and my awkward self and people liked me. And um, you're able to, I guess, build a confidence on social media. So I was able to start modeling and just pursuing anything I wanted on there. And people just started, you know, following me and rocking with me for that. What were some of the pros and cons to being an influencer? Ooh, a good question. <laughs> um, okay, so I would say that I, I got kind of carried away when it came to it because I was obsessed with the followers and the likes, like quick followers and likes. And I was mainly known for my body. And so I kept pursuing that. Mm. And I kind of felt, fell down a dark path with that because now I was over-sexualizing myself. And I, yes, I had a lot of followers, but people only wanted to see my body. Um, and that's where insecurities like can come in as well, where, you know, now you want to get a BBL and now you want to get surgery because everybody's looking at what you look like. And that's when I wanted to change my platform to be more positive and talking about something that is actually going to change people's lives and not just like, like look at me and look at how good I look. Got you. So what were some of the complications that you had in, uh, in the dating scene? while you were, you know, in the influencer space prior. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you're married now, correct? I'm married now, yes. And how long have you been married? Going on two years. Okay, good. All right, yeah, so prior, the dating scene with you being an influencer, how did that go for you? It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty toxic. Um, I, guys, Definitely talked to me before my social media blew up. And then the guys that talked to me after, it was more just about who I got with her, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I got with Jada more, I got with this girl. Yeah, and, like a flex. <laughs> exactly, it was just a flex. And I would try to date guys who had a social media presence as well. And they were just, they were just super toxic. <laughs> it was all about like likes and there was nothing organic. So, Dating with a social media platform, it's hard to find like authentic people to date that really just, even if they say that they're really just interested in who you are, it's kind of like it, the insecurities will come on later of like, well, you have all these other followers, you could cheat on me. There's, you know, basketball players in your DMs, there's celebrities in your DMs, you can leave me. So, you know, it, it's, it could get toxic and insecure, for sure. Do you care to elaborate on some of the basketball players that were in your DMs? Yeah, I mean, I, let's see. 
I know one. I talked to one. His name was Devin Booker. And Did I you talked talk to Devin Booker? Yeah, but I just talked to him on social media. And I thought because I had followers, like maybe it was best to talk to people that had followers or something like that. But um, yeah, that was just, they just, same, same thing. Just trying to have sex or use you. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. So how did, how did that go with, with Devin? <laughs> or we honestly, we just talked because like I had a very normal life. Like I just like social media, like I said, because I could be myself and build confidence out there. But in person, I'm kind of, I'm very socially awkward, kind of nerdy, science fiction nerd, just very opposite than what people would expect me to be. Um, and so when we would talk, he was like, oh, let me fly you out. And I was like, no, I'm in school and I work. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm in school and I work and I'm not flying over to a random guy's house. You know, I don't know you. So we just kept talking and everything. I think he liked that I was authentic, but he had money and any girl at his feet. So I could just tell that, you know, within time that obviously I wasn't the only girl he's talking to. And I was like, that's kind of just a waste of my time, you know? And then when I really, I finally met him in person uh, months later and he actually like properly asked me out on a date. He was like, he, he flew down to LA. He was like, well, I would like to meet you. I would like to take you out to dinner. And I was like, okay, you know, you know, that's good. So when we met up, um, he had brought me over to, we, when we met up, he was like, can you come to my place first? And we'll drive to the restaurant from there. And I was like, okay. So I went over and instead it was like a whole kickback, a bunch of people. And I was like, okay, so are we going out to dinner? He was like, well, I think we should just kick it here. And I was like, see, you're you're playing too you're playing too many games. Like, you told me this, this is what I'm looking for. For and then I told him like, I don't know what you're like kind of expecting out of this. I I'm a relationship person. I want marriage one day and all that stuff. And he was like, let's just have fun. And I was like, no, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. And and then I didn't talk to him again after that day. I just left. Wow. So what, what what were some of the characteristics of the men that you would pursue back then? Uh, mm, I think I was like kind of like hopeless romantic. So I was just looking for someone who was um, interested in marriage and just like settling down. I was never part of like, I didn't like hookup culture. I. I'm very emotional and sensitive, so mm -hmm. I think that um, I just kind of pursued, I didn't even pursue anybody. It would just kind of be like someone have a conversation with me and they liked how I was and how I talked and we could have really great conversations and it went off of there. Like most people I dated, they were my friends. Like we had very similar. Okay, so I would assume that your DMs were flooded on Instagram. And probably yeah. still are to this day. So what would be something that would make you click on someone? Um open the message. It would be like, whoa, like I used to follow this person, <laughs> you know? Like I used to Okay, so you you look more so for the people that you actually knew. Yeah. Well, it would kind of shock me, you know, if someone did message me. Uh that like like a famous celebrity or an actor watched growing up and that would kind of shock me and so i would respond because it's kind of like i have to like you know this is crazy like you messaged me but it wouldn't 
it really it really wouldn't go any farther than that. So if you don't mind me asking, who were some of the uh actors? Um, let's see. There was one, his name was um Andre. Wait, what was his what was his real name? He was on Disney he was on Disney Channel. You mean Nick? Uh Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon, yes. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, he's from Victorious, right? Yes. Who yes. played the like yeah, piano? He's talented, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was cool and he like invited me to come to like a little Hollywood party kind of thing too. I didn't go. I was like this is cool. And he was really nice. Um, let's see. Who else? Um, the guy off of um Zoe one on one, the black guy. He's oh, brother wow. with the boy off of that story. Why don't I know yeah. No, I I know I know who you're talking about. I wasn't a big fan of Zoe one on one, but I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So him too. Um, I can't really remember like too many people. It was a lot of rappers too, just artists. Yeah, mm -hmm. that happens a lot. They do that with every influencer though. I don't know why. Got you. So, out of the outside of the people who are notably famous, the the men that you would talk to were they only like strictly like influencers in your like that you would respond to or be receptive to? Um, no, I mostly like dated in person. Got you. Oh, so people would approach you in person? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. All right. Well, yeah. I, so interesting. So the cold approach works a lot better than DMs. It seems. Got you. So, what what made you want to start uh, OnlyFans? I was broke. Everybody kept telling me to do it. They were like, "You should just do it. Um, you would make so much more money off of it." And I knew that the like stigma and what OnlyFans was known for isn't a good thing. So I was like, "No, no, no," because my reputation, like already being an influencer, already showing your body so much, it's already a lot. Um, and once you do OnlyFans, that's it. Like once you're on do OnlyFans, that's what you're targeted as. Mm -hmm. You're showing your body, or who knows what you're doing on there. But they're going to always think now you're into more like doing porn or something, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was really nervous. But then somebody I knew close to me had started one, and she was like, "Oh, I'm making this much money," and I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna try it." And as soon as I made one. I was just like everybody that followed me was subscribing there and I made so much money and then it became addictive like mm. doing this yeah so would you say that if you had a stable form of income at that time that you wouldn't have done OnlyFans yeah honestly I wish I I wish I knew what I know now like if I could go back and tell that that girl like like, for example, now I've invested into going to school, getting a license, owning a business. Like, I'm a, mm -hmm. like I have a business and everything. I wish I just did that, like, went down that path instead of what's the way to make quick money, you know? So what would you say is the biggest lesson that you learned from doing OnlyFans? Mm, that, ooh, that's a good question. It's... I tell other like women that want to do that, it's not what it's cracked up to be mm -hmm. at all. Um, because it's very deceptive. You look at it and, and you see all these other people saying, oh, I'm making all this money. And you're like, oh, I want to do that. But one, they can unsubscribe to you at any time. Mm -hmm. So if they subscribe to you and they see you're not naked, you're not 
what it's for and you're not doing these things, they'll just unsubscribe and you'll lose that money right then and there. So you're constantly trying to please the people that subscribe to you. Um, another thing is that you have to have a lot of followers even to make a lot of money. I know girls that had only a couple thousand followers and they weren't seeing any money from it because your followers are who come on to there to see what you're doing, you know? Um, and then another thing I'll say is that it messed with my mentality now. So for example, I'm used to quick money that seeing things move slower is really yeah. hard for me and I want to quit. And I just want to go back to what's going to make it make things faster for me. Mm. Interesting. I definitely appreciate you talking about the downsides of OnlyFans. People have a tendency to only talk about the good sides. Mm-hmm. And definitely I knew I had to get you on the interview because... Yeah, man. I, a lot of women, they, they see the money and they, they don't see the negative aspects of it. Right. Exactly. And money can be the root of all evil. It can be, you know? Amen. I, I've seen, correct me if I'm wrong, you are now a follower of Christ, correct? Yes. It's so what made you come to Christ? Oh, so we're going to get to the spiritual side. So the spiritual side to all of this is that also being on social media and chasing after money and after your body and all this other stuff for like i want to say body but just the world so the world wants me to be half naked the world wants me to um well the world's offering me a bunch of money and all this other stuff but yes if i grab that it comes with demons like i was being tormented in my mind all the time so with with that being said in la i i lived on like the top floor uh beautiful like it was so beautiful it was so nice i had everything i could want but i was being tormented i was depressed i had terrible anxiety um i was suicidal i could never sleep i had um sleep paralysis i had Mm. nightmares i had all kinds of stuff and i didn't understand what was going on because i didn't really believe in god like i knew that there was a god but i remember at night just being like it just doesn't seem logical you know and then I was around people like my husband, or I had a friend at the time, her name was Danielle, and she, um, and both of them uh, were followers of Christ, but they were, they were, they were at so much peace in their mind, like the way they moved and, and um, they were always calm. And I was like, what, what, are, like, what are you doing? And they're like, I just read the Bible and I believe in God. And I was like, well, I want like what you guys have because I'm going crazy. Or if I ask them for advice, because at the time they're just both my friends. My husband was my college friend. Um, they uh, uh, they would just give me advice about God, really, mm-hmm. and I, that's what brought me to wanting to become a Christian. And um, it took a long time because you have to let go of a lot of things, mm-hmm. and that was the hardest part of all of it. Mm-hmm. What sort of things did you have to let go of? Um, I had to let go of, sorry about that. Um, I had to let go of, um, the way I was making money. So OnlyFans, which was really hard. Um, I remember being in like a hotel room, like I got a hotel room ready to make some OnlyFans content and I could just like feel, especially with me praying more and trying to get to know God more. I could feel God just like, it was so weird to explain. It was like, there was like a presence in the room that was like, what are you about to do right now? 
which I've never felt that before. Like I could do all of these things and never feel any type of way towards it. But now reading my Bible and reading my word and everything, uh, it was like this conviction. And so it's called conviction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, like I felt bad when I was taking it. And I've never felt that before. And so I had to let go of, you know, that which was really hard because you're having to trust in something you can't see. Mm-hmm. You have to trust in God that you don't have somebody there saying, you know, hey, let go of this and I really will give you something better. You just have to trust that this higher power, God, that you cannot see, you know, you never met before is going to work something out in your future, but you still don't even have those plans listed out. It's like full faith. And that was really hard for me. Um, I had to let go of like how I dressed. I used to dress way more provocative and I just started covering up more, a little bit more, um, which was hard for me as well. Um, Family, like I have family that doesn't talk to me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I had to choose between family or God, um, which was really, that was a really hard season too, because they thought they, you know, completely different like beliefs in me and they thought oh she, you're you're in a cult and you know all kinds of stuff and I was like no I'm not and they were like well if this is what you're gonna do I gotta cut you out of my life and I was like okay so there was a lot of things that I had to that I had to let go of for sure so that faith much easier said than done so when you don't see the tangible results in front of you what keeps you faithful I would say this, me turning my life over to God, I have peace. Like my anxiety is gone. I used to have such bad anxiety. Um, I used to stress so, so, so bad. And I would have nightmares, demonic thoughts, all of that. And it's been wiped. And the only time that stuff will come back is if I'm not living by God. So if I'm dabbling back into OnlyFans, say I was doing that, or what was I doing? For example, listening to really like hard rap music with a lot of cussing and secular music, I will start having negative thoughts again. And that's where I know God is real because he told me to let go of this stuff. And if I really follow that, there's peace in my life. And if I'm, and so that's where I trust him because every time that I have walked with him, I've gotten blessed 10 times more. Like I let go of OnlyFans and I was making a lot of money from OnlyFans. And he said, let that go and go to school. And then we'll go from there. And I did that. And now I have a license and now I have a business and I'm making just as much money as I did making doing OnlyFans. And that's where trust in God is like, he'll, you know, he'll always come through. So would you say that, that he talks to you? Yeah, I mean, it's not, so how do you how do you decide if it's just you talking to yourself or if it's mm-hmm. why? That's a, it's really hard. It's more like a feel. It's like a strong feeling. Um, it's, would you say I, it's overwhelming? Like an overwhelming feeling? Yeah, because if I was talking to myself, I'm gonna do what makes me comfortable. It's always gonna. It's like this feeling of like do this, and I'm like. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. It's like, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. Just trust me. Just trust me. Like, it's like that feeling. And so that's kind of where I'm able to, like, see if it's myself talking. Because would you tell yourself to do something that makes you extremely uncomfortable and you don't want to let go mm-hmm. of it? <laughs> right. That's not, that's not going to be you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so I, I get it. So 
Hmm. Interesting. So when you, so when you're pushed to do something that's outside your comfort zone, you think that's God? Yeah. Hmm. No. Yeah. So how did how did you end up married? Um. So my husband, he was my friend in college, and we were just like it was very platonic. We were just friends. Um. He was a little bit older than me, a lot more wise as well. I would just think of him as like a teacher, <laughs> like someone I would go to that would give me great advice. And I, when I finally... I'm sorry, uh, were you were you done with OnlyFans when uh, you met him? Mm-mm, no. All right, but you had quit OnlyFans by the time you had gotten married. I was, I think I was married and then I had quit OnlyFans. Okay. And does he, he has the same faith as you as well? Yeah, he was the Christian. He was the one who taught me about God. Okay. And he, he married you at, like after he know that you were actively still on OnlyFans? Yeah. Wow. I know. It was a crazy household. <laughs> That's a leap of faith. Wow. Huge, huge. <laughs> so what would you say were some of the characteristics that he possessed that made him more willing to do that? Um, he, characteristics for me to get married to him or that made, what'd you say? I'm sorry. So the characteristics that he had that made him more willing to take that leap of faith. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he just had a feeling or just the same voice of like God telling him to to do that um because i have no idea because i made it really hard for him in the beginning i believed in the complete opposite than what he believed in mm. but i was um one thing about that he did say is that i was always willing and wanting to grow so i was actively seeking god when we were talking so that was like okay she wants to pursue god she wants to change her life so it's not like he just came in and was like, you need to change. It was like, I want to change. I just don't know how. And he was the leader and showed me. Does OnlyFans still have an effect on your life today? Ooh. No. Surprisingly, it doesn't. Um, the devil, you know, might be like, this will be easy. But when I... When I so do people still look look at you as the OnlyFans girl? Have you, you know, come into any roadblocks because you did OnlyFans? Mm. I did in the beginning. When I was changing, I got a lot of comments and people saying like, oh, you'll be back OnlyFans the next time. Because they thought I was in a phase. But it's been two years now. So... People are like, oh, she's just, she really just, this is her life now. And they respect it. How long would you say that it, how long would you say that it took you to get out of that ditch? Or um, get out of that shadow? Whatever. Like wanting to be an OnlyFans or being an OnlyFans? No. How long would you say it took you to be in a space where OnlyFans didn't affect you as much? Hmm. Man, it took me so long. I would say 
man, even it always, it always was something that I would want to run back to. I would have the temptation to run back to for so long until I finished school, which was very recent. And I started making plans to open my own business. That's when I was like, okay, you know, this, this business that you're going to do is, and I remember, I want to upload it to YouTube. I recorded myself in the car crying because I was so scared of making my own business. Because you're investing in money that you don't know if you're going to get back. You don't even know if you're going to make profit from it. So I'm putting everything I had into this. And I'm like, with OnlyFans, I know I'm going to make money. All I got to do is get on there. And so I was very scared. But I kept speaking life onto the situation. I kept saying, you know what, Jada, OnlyFans is going to be history. That temptation is going to be gone. You're going to make so much money from this. And you're going to blossom from this. And then saying that and just being so confident with that, it has. And so now being in a business, I would say if the temptation's gone and the bitch is gone. But it took, I mean, up until the last five months ago where mm-hmm. I finally got out of that headspace. It's been a long time. Was that, was that about three years? Yeah, three years of constantly fighting that mm. Wow. I definitely uh, admire your discipline, for sure. Thank you. Wow, not for real, and not everybody can do that. So, when it comes to an OnlyFans model of today, what would you suggest to her if she wants to be married one day? Ooh, I would say if she wants to be married one day, mm-hmm. yeah. some some men would love to be with an OnlyFans model because you're making a bunch of money, you know. Um, but it, it really, for an OnlyFans model, I would say write down what kind of husband you want, because me, when I did OnlyFans, the man I wanted, he wouldn't approve of me doing OnlyFans. I wanted a man that he saw so much, me as such a high, like high classy, sophisticated woman, and that I don't need to be like that. And that's what kind of husband I can have. Um, and some women just want a husband that they're cool with what they do and they just want to make money together. And that's, that's up to you. But if you're really pursuing a man who really values you and your body and he, he, mm, he's going to, I don't know. That's really it. I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to like, how strong of a temptation would you say that the average woman has to take the easier route to money, to quick money? Man, so many women probably do. I mean, I get that all the time. Like, oh, you used to do OnlyFans. I want to do OnlyFans. Like, I hear that all the time. Um, because women can just make money through their body. It's crazy. You mm, know? Very easily. <laughs> very easily. Guys don't get the opportunity. <laughs> you got to be freaking jacked. And even then, you... Like, even a jack man might not even see the results of a BBW. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. So, it's, it's, um, it's even, you see how, um, you see how many women are getting BBLs and stuff? I mean, yeah. So, honestly, men, we don't really care about that. Girls with small butts, big butts, we love them all. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, it's like, 
Social media is fooling people, man. That's not what... When, when a man sees an IG model, we're not thinking, oh, I want to marry that. We're thinking, for lack of a better term, I want to smash that. We're not... I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, you get more clicks, you get more likes, more followers, but you're not going to find... More times than not, you're not going to find a husband that way. And I think a That's lot of... A lot of women don't 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 see it that way. BBWs, the lashes, the makeup—we don't care about that. My goodness, the fake hair—we don't care about that. I, I think a lot of women dress to impress a lot of other women, in my opinion. Mm, yep, and to spread the world—that's literally what I learned. Like I was dressing a certain way, acting a certain way, posting a certain way for to please other people mm. to kind of feel like I'm feeding my ego of I'm this beautiful, yeah. fine woman and everybody knows that. This it wasn't genuine. I think that uh, I, I heard that in those situations that you talked about that the most validating comments actually come from other beautiful women. Not not the men. The men, you know, you know, we're we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna comment, we're gonna hard eyes, we're gonna do all that. Well the right. ones that come from the good looking women I hear those are actually the ones that are most satisfying. Yep, a hundred percent. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. that's interesting. That's why a man got to be careful with who we giving our validation to. But easier said than done. I digress. So, uh, have Christians, for the most part, been accepting of your transition? Yes. Yeah. The ones that matter. <laughs> Not gonna say that nobody matters, okay. but there's people that are harsh. And they're not my friends or my family, you know? Um, the ones that are, they are, they see the transition and they see my heart and they see what I'm doing. They're like, yes, girl, like your, your testimony is so powerful. Like so many people are watching you and going to change their lives. And then you have the other Christians that have been Christians your whole life. And they're like, oh my gosh, you still dress like this? You still, you know what I'm saying? You're doing Brazilian waxing? Oh my gosh, you know, and it's like that's pretty that's pretty conservative. So interesting. So you would say like the old school Christian, the older generation, they're probably more like frowning upon what you're doing. Yeah. Interesting. You you can't please everybody, man. One thing I always go I look back at I'm a Christian as well. I look back at Christ couldn't please everyone. Christ could not please everyone. <laughs> If he can't please everyone, then I don't know who else can, man. Mm -hmm. That's okay. exactly, yeah. And he was, he was, uh, if you're sick, he healed you. You're dead. He, he was you know, perfect. brought you back to life. I he mean, was doing miracles, right? So, like, today, we, we, we don't have the luxury of seeing the miracles performed in front. He was doing the miracles, proving, proving who he was in front of people. And that still wasn't enough. Exactly. So, you just, you just can't, you just can't do, you can't help everyone, man. Exactly. So I don't, I, and I, and it's such a peaceful feeling of not living for people's approval anymore, but God, that is the best feeling ever now. So it's. Does that, does that ever bother you that to some degree there's uh, some Christians out there that probably won't fully accept you? Cause there's definitely going to be people who are like, she's the only fans girl. And that's how, you know, she's, that's how she's always going to be. That's all she'll ever be. So does that bother you to some degree that people in the Christian community might not be as receptive to the message that you have today? Mm, honestly, no, they don't. Because 
even the people that feel that type of way about me and I've known, like I've met or talked to like that, they have so many issues in their life that they can't, they just want to see negative in everybody else. So it's like, they can't accept that my, like I'm like living for God now. They just want to hold on to the bad things I've done because it makes them feel better about themselves. Mm. So. That's about, I think you should, you should write a book. I tried twice and I can, I just, I get so distracted. So I should though. I mean, you don't have to do it all in one day. You write a paragraph a day. Yeah. A page a day. Or you can, you know, I'm sure you have the resources now that you can outsource it. Have someone else write the book for you. Oh. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Uh, okay. You still like need to be told. So, it could be time to talk about OnlyFans to Only Christ or something like that. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Right, something like not that. A bad idea. Wow. I'll read that. Shoot. <laughs> but I, I honestly I would buy I do read a lot of books. So I, I would buy it, honestly. That's cool. Okay, cool. I'm gonna do it. Please do. So my last question is what is the biggest piece of advice you would give to a woman trying to do OnlyFans today? Just in general? Yeah. You I want to make sure. Mm-hmm. This might be so cliche, but this is like just the truth. That's what's coming to my mind is that you're worth more. Mm-hmm. And society's going to try to manipulate your mind to make you think. I'm a woman, I can do whatever I want with my body and da, da da But the repercussions of it isn't worth doing it. Um, and what I mean by that is like you do that and you lose respect and respect is so much more valuable than any dollar bill mm. that you make from that. Um, and so you're worth one. I don't know for any woman like listening or watching this, I don't know if you're really getting told this, but you're so you're worth so much more and you can make so much more money doing something that doesn't require you to sell a part of your body. Mm. That's profound. That needs to go in the last page of your book or the first page. <laughs> <laughs> or the first page. Bonus question I just thought of. What would you tell your daughter if she started an OnlyFans? Oh my goodness. I, oh, I can't be a hypocrite, you know, mm -hmm. but probably, you know, I would ask her questions like what, you know, made you want to do this? Um, and if she said, oh, for money or oh, for this, I would ask her, is there a way you could trust me enough as your parent that I can invest into you starting something that can make you more money, like make you actually like money for the for your future instead of this. Um, that's kind of, I would just have to ask like questions of what brought her to that. But most of the time it's probably you've heard it from somebody else. They're making it sound great. That you can make a bunch of money from this, but I could, I can offer the same stuff. You know, do you want to open your own get, you know, shop? You want to open up an online store? We can make money. You can make money. 
No, you don't have to just do that. But regardless, I'll always love. And, you know, sometimes I had to learn this. This was like the biggest thing I had to learn as a Christian. You kind of have to let your children go through their stuff because OnlyFans made me who I am today. Now I can talk about it and help other people. And if I'm always just trying to protect my children from making mistakes in the world, then how are they going to be able to help other people based on those mistakes? So she's going to learn about Christ and what she should and shouldn't do from a little, as a little girl. And what she does when she's older as an adult is up to her. And I just have to trust that God's going to walk her through. Got you. Well, that's all the questions that I have for you today. I thank you sincerely. I thank you, too. Thank you for being patient. I felt so bad. I rescheduled you so many times. But... Okay. That's all right. I understand. We're all, we're all busy, man. 